Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor at Renewal Church of Chicago. If you want to know more information about us, you can head to our website at RenewalChicago.com. I pray today that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. Well, family, I don't know about you all, but these last several weeks and honestly, the last several months have been tough for me. Um, COVID-19, the systemic injustice, the racism, the the unrest that we're all feeling, uh, maybe the sense of loneliness, the sense of fear, all of that that we're going through have been, it's been a tough season for all of us. And uh with that, it's just, I've been praying about where do we go from this series called The Struggle is Real? Where, where's God taking us? And today we're starting a new series called Worship Through the Psalms. Worship Through the Psalms. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's us coming to a place or getting to a place where we just want to worship God. Because I, I don't know about you, there's so many things out here that we can tend to run to and worship our Netflix and this thing or that thing or this person or social media and and family i i just need to i I need my heart to be in a place where i I can worship i i need god right now i need something bigger and better than what i see going on around me i need something bigger and better than what i have to offer i need him right now in this season amen but see the problem is i believe that we don't really understand what it means to truly worship I know I'm stepping into somebody's kitchen right now. Yeah, yeah, we, we're made to worship. God made us as image bearers. We're made in his image, which means that we were meant and made to worship him. And the reality is, if we don't worship God, we're going to worship something because we're made to worship. So the question becomes, who or what are we worshiping? Which brings us to the series because I believe that many of the issues that exist in society, they exist because we don't worship in the way that God truly made us to worship. Now hear me, worship is not just lifting up your hands on Sunday and singing some awesome praise songs. I mean, Chris Tomlin, your Tomlin, your, your, your Fred Hammond, it's not just raising your hands and closing your eyes and saying, thank you, Jesus. No, our whole lives are meant to be a fragrant offering to God. It's meant to worship him. Every ounce of us, we were created to worship him because you know why? He has truly been good. Which is why I'm so excited and I'm looking forward to spending these next three weeks in the book of Psalms. It's the original hymnal, if you want to say. And I want to challenge you to just read along through the Psalms. You know, read a few of them a day and just let God work in your heart to bring you to this place of worship. But I know with that, the question may be for some of you all, what is a psalm? What is what what are psalms? The book of Psalms, hear me, has supplied believers for centuries some of the best love Bible passages. Listen to to this. It's a collection of 150 poems that express a wide variety of emotions. Hear the emotions, including love and adoration towards God, sorrow over sin, dependence on God in desperate circumstances, the battle of fear and trust, walking with God even when the way seems dark thankfulness for god's care devotion to the word of god and confidence in the eventual triumph of god's purpose for the world 
Do any of those sound familiar? Are we in those trials, those spaces right now? Yeah, we, we, we need the book of Psalms. Now, now, this English word psalm comes from the Greek word psalmos, which translates into Hebrew mismore, which means, don't miss this, song. Now, the Hebrew, Hebrew name for the whole book is tehillim, which means to praise. It means praises, pointing to the characteristic of the uses of this praise of these psalms is to offer public worship to God. Hence, Psalms, the book of Psalms, is really a book of praises and psalms offered to God. It's meant to, it's for us to worship him. Hence, if you've, if you've ever been to a traditional church uh, where it's more liturgical in form, maybe that's a Catholic church or maybe that's a Presbyterian church, you've actually sang some of these psalms in the book of Psalms, the literal words, because it's what it is. It's songs. So today, again, we're going to start this three-week series called Worship Through the Psalms. And my prayer is that as we journey through this, is that God would meet you right where you are. That you would allow him to enter into that space in your heart and he'd meet you right there. Because I believe if we really become a people that worships God with all of our lives, with all of our hearts, then ultimately it will lead not only to our lives change, but to a world that's changed. Amen, somebody. Come on now. Without further ado, I'm going to let Tony come and he's going to open up our series today. He's our young adults director. He's going to start the series. And again, my prayer is that God will stir in us a heart of worship towards him. And through that, we'll see our lives change and we'll see the world changed for his glory and his glory alone. Amen. Let's welcome Tony. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to Renewal Church of Chicago, where the mission of the church is to renew, rebuild, release people through the works of Jesus Christ. Again, my name is Tony Demon. I'm excited to be here. I work with the college students and the young adults. Thank you guys for tuning in. But if you've been watching for the last couple of weeks, we've been going through an amazing series. It's called The Struggle is Real. And today we're transitioning to worshiping through Psalms. But the struggle is real came at the perfect time for me, you guys. I'm saying 2020 was a hard year for me. I'm just saying like my heart was just sinking into a dark place. I was just getting sadder and sadder every week. Started off the year with Kobe Bryant. I'm talking about that's one of my heroes. I mean, people talk about MJ and they talk about LeBron James, but I'm saying Kobe Bryant, that's, my, that's, that's the GOAT right there to me. You know, so man, when he died, it really just took my heart to a, a darker place. I just got sad, I was blue. And then it just goes on. We're talking about coronavirus came around. And when you turn up to the news, you think coronavirus is killing everybody. I mean, I just got sadder and sadder and sadder. And I'm just hearing about the brokenness of the world. And then stock market basically crashed. We're talking about 3,000 point drop. And man, in 2020, I ain't got that much money, y'all. I don't got that much money. But man, I lost more money in 2020 than I ever lost in my life. Man, I just got sadder and sadder. But then I turned on the news. I see my brother Omar just running down the street, going for a jog, something that I always do. And then he just get murdered by two white people. My heart just got sadder and sadder. Turn on the news some more. I'm like, man, I better stop watching the news. And then I see Brianna laying in her own bed getting murdered by cops. Like, oh my gosh, man, I just got sadder and sadder. And then we hear about George Floyd. It's like, man, I watched a man literally just get killed on the screen. And I got sadder and sadder. But during that whole time, we've been going through the struggle is real. And the struggle really just pointed me to God's word. And I was just sitting at the park, y'all. And I, this is where this comes from. I'm just sitting at the park, just reading my Bible and begging God to reveal himself to me because I felt like he was distant. I felt like he was just rejecting me. I felt like I was just in a dark place. And it brought me to Psalms 
43. So those who are able, just go ahead and flip to the um, Bible passage. And if you don't, it'll show up on the screen. Okay, let's check this out. Psalms 43. The word reads, vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against a ungodly people from the deceit and the unjust man. Deliver me for you are the God of whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go amongst mourning? Because of the oppression of the enemy. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to the holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God and to God my exceeding joy. I will praise you with liars. O God, my God, why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation, my God. Let's pray together, you guys. Dear God, we just come to you today. God, we thank you for being amazing, God. God, we thank you for being present with every last one of us. God, we thank you for the fact that we can be honest with who we are and where we stand before you. And we can just cast all our burden to you and because you care. And God, I pray that you speak to me, even as I speak to my friends and my family members, but also I ask God that you show up big in every last one of our life to let us know that, man, we are called to worship you and to enjoy you above all. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, when I really just think about God's word, man, it just gets me really excited. And man, during the hard seasons of my life, I got to turn to God's word. I was even thinking that, that when George Floyd uh, news came out, man, I went about 48 hours, man, I wasn't talking to nobody. I just went responding to text messages. I was just, I was in a dark place. Even my wife, she was getting tired of it. She started getting mad at me after a while. She said, hey, Tony, you need to get in the word. You need to get in the word because of um, you, you tripping, you know? And that was just the reality of, man, where my heart was at. And my wife, she know when Tony get down and out, point him to the word. And this is the passage that really helped me out. And we're just gonna dissect this together, okay? Verse by verse, just, just looking at the goodness of God in here. But check this out. It says, vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. Man, vindicate me. It's like, that's, that's one's like, hey, God, make me right amongst these people. It's like, man, man, judge and show these people that I'm not guilty. And that's how I just feeling. Just as a black man in the United States, I just feel like, man, that man, people just look at me and I'm already guilty. I already did something wrong. And I'm like, God, I'm a good guy. Like, like vindicate me, man. Show the world that, man, that I'm a good person, that I, I deserve equal rights, you know? And man, I, that, that's a prayer that anybody can pray, y'all. I mean, we've seen the protests all across the world. Everybody in the world want to be vindicated. You want somebody to stand in there and judge you to be somebody of good character. So when I look at this, it's like, man, we can come to God and we can, we can pour out of our heart to him and everything. And we can ask to be vindicated. But that's not like the, a righteous prayer at the end of the day. But what's really important and the, the big thing about this, the root of it is that, that man, he turned to God. He turned to God, and that is crucial. I found myself in the park, and uh, you know, we weren't supposed to be in a park. I broke into this park. You know, it was closed and everything, you know, three weeks ago. And man, I just, I just sat with God, and I just read the Bible. It's not about us just um, going to God to, to vindicate us. It's about us going to God that I want us to take away this, man. Because I see all these people out here protesting. I see all the people in the world. Even the devil want to be vindicated. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a, a righteous prayer. But man, what is righteous in me? We go to our creator who's in control of all things. And that's what the big takeaway is from this verse right here. But let's scroll down to verse two. For you are God amongst I take refuge. Now, now that's, that's a good one right there. 
take refuge. Amen. One of the other verses say, hey, that, that you are the God that has the strength. And that's one thing I know, man. That's one thing that every last one of know who truly do know God, that he's in control of all things, that he is sovereign, that he can do anything and we can come to him and we can be in a safe place because he truly do care for us. Like, that's one thing I understand. But I'm in the park and I'm really just crying out to God. And I'm like, God, I know you real. I know you sovereign. I know that you control everything in the world. I'm talking about every molecule in the world. I know you control it. But God, why is it like this? Like, like my, my heart was twisted. It's like I'm, I'm divided because we see this even in the Psalms 43. Look at that. He's like, but why have you rejected me? And that's that's the struggle for a Christian right there, because we know God is in control of all things. Nothing happens without him allowing it. But then it's like, man, why are these things happening to me? Like, like it's some people out there, man, you lost your job right now. Like some of y'all didn't have miscarriages. Man, some of y'all, your marriage is, is, is on the last straw. Like, like there's a lot of things going wrong. Somebody got cancer. Somebody family member just died. It's like, God, why are you rejecting me? I know you can do something about it. You can heal my mama. Like, like you could can, you can have saved my job. That's how I was feeling. Like, God, I know you can do all this stuff. We, we've been in this country. We still haven't, we haven't been validated. Like, like, God, I know you can do something. Why are you rejecting me? Like, you just take it personal because, man, he's the God of the universe. You know he's in control of all things, but you just don't feel like he's showing up in your world. That's how I was feeling at the time. But we see it in the Psalms, and it's okay to go to God. And that's, what, that's, what, that's a righteous prayer right there. To be completely honest with God, well, where you stand with him is a righteous prayer. So, say, why do I go on mourning? Um, because of the oppression of my enemies. I was thinking of an illustration of uh, Martin Luther, one of the the, the um, big time theologians back in the day, he say he's sitting down in his room. He's in a dark place. He's sad, just like I was about three weeks ago. It's just like everything just feel bad. You assuming the worst of everybody. You just in the dark place, borderline depressed. And they say his wife showed up. And I, I mean, I'm being honest, man. I, I love my wife show up in a black dress, man. I, I love me some black dresses, y'all, man. You know, his wife shows up with a black dress on. Okay, she walks into the room and he's like, "What's going on?" And we're talking about back in the day, so we ain't talking about 2020. We're talking about back in the day. And she had her black dress on. He said, why are you all dressed up? Why you got this dress on? He said, hey, we're going to a funeral. Because you're living your life as if God is dead. And it was like, oh, man. And that, that, that got him right there. That was like, that's my wife telling me to go get in the Word. That was his wife like, hey, you living your life as if God is dead. Okay? And after that, he woke up. He shook it off. He got in the Word. And then he posted up on his room. He's like, man, God is alive right there. And we see this right here. That, man, we just feel like we get into these dark places. Like, God, man, where you at? Man, you're not alive. You're not active. You're not doing anything. But he did something that every last one of us need to do. He reminded himself of the truth that God is alive. And that's what we see in this next verse right here. He said, send out your light and your truth that it leads me. Man, when I think about the light, what's the light? When you think about the light, what, what verses come to your mind? Man, that Jesus Christ is the light. He's the light of the world. He leads us out of darkness. When you think about truth, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Man, they're talking about Jesus Christ right here, man, that he, he leads us to God. And we have to understand that right there. And even when I think about the light also, I think about even another psalm. It's like, man, the word is a lamp to my path. It's like, man, it, it, it lights up the darkness. And like I was saying, as I was thinking about 2020, oh my gosh, man, it, it just seemed so dark. Well, all the things that was going wrong, the only thing that actually could bring light to me was God himself, his word, his Jesus Christ. So we got we to gotta understand that. But what's leading you will be the question. Because, man, I was led by social media. I was waking up, spending hours on social media, man, getting darker and darker. Every post I read, my heart just sunk into a darker place. Man, what's leading the news leading you right now? 
Like, man, what's in your family leading you right now? Maybe even yourself. But man, if we're really going to be Christians and really survive in these dark times, man, the word of God, God himself, Jesus Christ have to be the one leading us. So you got to get that right right there. But check this out. Where is it leading us? It's leading us to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Man, we got to be led to God, y'all. We got to be led to the presence of the Lord. And I was even thinking, I was thinking, I was like, God, man, I'm in this park and I'm begging God. It's like, man, man, this world is broken. I'm about done with this. I want nothing to do with these people, man. I don't want to deal with black people. I want to deal with white people. I'm done with everybody. Forget these cats, you know. And I'm like, God, man, man, I just want to come be with you. And then I started thinking about Revelations 21, 22. It's like, man, everything's going to be made perfect. Everything's going to be made new. It's like, man, God, I just long for that. And it's like, yeah, 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 Tony, one day you're going to get to be with me. There will be no death. There will be no, no, no coronavirus. There will be no discrimination and racism. So I long for that day, and every last one of us should long for that day. But I feel like the Lord really just said something to me. He said, hey, man, this is eternal life that you may know the one and only true God. And it's like, man, as I'm longing for to be in heaven, which we all should, man, I got an opportunity right now to be in the presence of the Lord. And that's what we see right here. The light and the truth should lead us to God himself, to the holy hill where he dwells. And we get to experience him on an intimate and personal level right there. Man, that's some good stuff right there. But check out verse four. It says, then I will go to the altar of God. Oh, man, then I will go to the altar of God. When we think about the altar, man, I think about Leviticus. I think about um, just, just all of the, the things that happen at the altar. Man, they, they slaughter goats and they, they slaughter lamb and it's just bloody. And man, that's just a picture of our altar. Our altar we get to go to is at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross. That when we go to this cross, that we see his blood that covered every last one of us. Man, that when we truly do in these dark seasons, we run to the cross and see Jesus Christ. And knowing that I'm guilty, I'm a sinner, but I'm loved. And I was bought with a price and I'm loved by the God of the universe who died for me. Man, that brings some kind of joy. And the kind of joy that it brings, we look right here. It says, to God, my exceeding joy exceeding joy. We're talking about beyond anything you can imagine. It's overflowing joy. And I feel like God was just speaking to me in that part. It's like, Tony, I created you. I love you. And everything that has happened in the world and in your life, I allow it to happen. But it's one thing I do demand for you. And I think this is the ultimate um, a Christian life. This, this is what God, your ultimate purpose, your ultimate goal should be. It's to find joy no matter what you're going through. I'm saying miscarriage right now, that may be true. Man, we're supposed to find joy. You may have lost your job, but you're supposed to find joy in God. You may be struggling with some kind of sickness, but you're supposed to find joy in God. And man, you may be experiencing some of the deepest racism in your life right now. You feel isolated. You feel broken. You're supposed to be fine your joy in God right now. We're created for that. And that's what I'm calling all of us to. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter, you feel like your life is upside down. God has said, man, why don't you find joy in me? Am I not enough? Like, man, you, your family, man, that, that's great. That's a gift from God. But man, you shouldn't find more joy than that. Your job and that promotion, it shouldn't bring you more joy than just having a, a deep, intimate relationship with God. Where is your joy? It's a real question. And man, God revealed to me, man, my joy was not completely in him. It wasn't things that maybe he did for me, but it wasn't complete. Like, man, take away all the stuff in my life. Will I be satisfied in God, man? And dude, man, he revealed to me, no. And that's what really just brought me to this verse. But roll with me. And he said, I will praise you with liars. Oh, my God. Man, that joy is supposed to produce praise. And I know it's been hard for us to praise God in our living rooms right now over being locked at home and things like this. 
But dude, man, I wasn't just called to praise God on Sunday morning. I wasn't just called to praise God on, on when we all just gathered together, when we listened to our amazing on band. Man, I called to praise God, and it led me to praise. I'm in the shower, man. I'm singing so loud, and I, I stay in the condo on the first floor. Man, I got my, my music blaring. I'm like, God, man, I'm praising you, man. That's what God is calling us to. It's like, man, I don't care who around. I'm going to praise the God of the universe who loved me and died for me. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how I feel. I'm going to praise this. I'm going to praise myself. I'm going to praise him, not myself, you know. So, man, I just encourage us, man, to really find that joy and praise God for who he truly is. But this is something I just want to um, just bring us home with. You see at the end, so the writer is no longer just talking to God. He started talking to himself, and that's what a lot of us got to do. It's like, man, in these dark times, it's like, like you read the word, and then you got to start preaching the gospel yourself. Man, I preach the gospel to a lot of people, but I forget to preach the gospel to myself, and we see right here the importance of it. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are the tumults within me? And then it goes and say, hope in God. Oh, man, right there. Hope in God. And, and hope in God. I think about um, one of my favorite hymns is um, It Is Well. And if you know anything about this hymn, he created this as doing probably one of the worst seasons of his life. So the dude created the hymn, and, and in, a, in a two-year span, he lost his son, okay? So we're saying the first thing that went wrong, he lost his son. One of his four-year-old kids died, okay? And then we go on. Um, Chicago fire broke out burned down the city. And this dude was a lawyer. He was a real estate guy. He literally lost all of his fortune, burned down, lost all of his real estate. Okay. And then two years after this, he sends his family to Europe. He sent them on a boat to go to Europe. And then four of his daughters drowned at sea. His wife sends him a letter and say, hey, only I survived. And then on his way to Europe to meet with his wife, he sees the place where his, uh, his kids died. And he writes this song, it is well in my heart. Man, it produces a real joy in God's like, man, no matter what you're going through, the response is to find joy in God and to praise him. And we see one of the greatest hymns in the history of mankind was written in one of the darkest seasons of a man's life. Man, I'm praying that's true for you because that was true for me. That in one of the darkest seasons of my life, man, I found God on levels I never found him before. That's the opportunity we have if you're in this season. So I encourage you that. So. As we just go forward, man, I'm just just walk you out through this little conversation I have with God. I'm not I'm not saying that this is really absolutely God speaking. I'm not trying to be charismatic and everything, but I'm sitting in the park and I'm like, God, man, like why? Like, like, why are you allowing things like this to happen? And I just feel like God just just took me back to, to Joseph. It's like, hey, man, when you look at Joseph's life, man, it seems like a lot of things was bad going on. He suffered a lot. But at the end, man, but they meant it for evil and I turned it to good. It's like, man, that's, that's good, God. It's like, OK, OK. And then I'm like, like, God. Man, you, 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 you could have did something with George. Like, like he ain't have to die. I know, man. I didn't, you say that you moved mountains, you created universe, that, that you, you brought dead people alive. You could have brought them alive. Like, why you didn't do that? And he said, hey, Tony, man, I just want you to know that, man, that my son, Jesus Christ, went through the same thing. He couldn't breathe. He was doggone discriminated against. That he, um, he was murdered um, by, by people in the government, too. And I allowed that to happen. For my glory, that ultimately for those who love me, man, then they will reap the same benefits from my glory. Like, man, that I'll, if, I'll, if you follow me and you love me, then it will work out for the good of those who love you. Tony, you got to believe these things. I'm like, okay, I feel you. I feel you, God. It's like, but God, man, man, how long is it going to be like this? And that's what you say, hey, hey, Tony, man, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to earth and I'm going to make all things new. I'm, I'm, it's going to be perfect. We're going to be dwelling together. There will be no more bad things happening to you or anybody else. 
So hold on to that. But in the meantime, Tony, man, that when the disciples seen that, that, that the world was falling down, they said, man, they're harassing helpers like sheep, of the, uh, like sheep without shepherds. They turned to Jesus. And what did he say? Did he say, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Tony, I'm just saying, hey, continue to pray to me. Continue to pray to me. Go to me because it is my harvest. It is my mission. And man, I'm just asking you to continue to go out to this world and preach the good news. One of my mentors said something to me years ago. And he said, hey, Tony, man, man, being a Christian is really simple. You're really just a witness. You're on the stand, okay? And the world is saying God is not good. God does not love you. God is not in control. God, they're, they're, they're making all these accusations about God. And he said, man, you're on the stand and you get to testify about the goodness of God. And dude, man, this is our season. That man, as a black man in the United States in 2020, I get to tell the world that God is good despite what's going on. It's like, man, that's what God is calling us to. And that's what we're supposed to make disciples to go out into the world to bring glory to God. And that's what we're calling us to. That's what renewal is all about. That man, God didn't promise it's going to be easy. He actually told us that, man, we're like sheep going into the slaughter. We're like sheep going amongst bulls. It's like, man, we're not going to be greater than our own master. Like things are going to get real. But man, he's going to make all things new. But in the meantime, he's going to walk with us through every last thing we go through. He's going to be with you. He's present. My challenge to you, are you going to him? Are you chasing him? Are you fighting to get to God? Are you going to the counselor? Are you going to the pastor? Like, are you going to your friend? Are you going to your girlfriend, your boy? Like, like I'm saying, are you going to God? Because all these other people, they don't got the answers. They didn't create you. They ain't in control of all things. You got to go to God in this season. Okay, so I just thank y'all for tuning in today. I thank y'all for going through the struggle. It's real. And it's real out here. And I know some real things going on in your life. But hey, man, we got to worship God through his word. And we got to worship God through Psalms. And we're going to enjoy God forever. Okay, so I'm going to pray real quick. And I just thank you guys for tuning in again. Let's pray. Dear God, God, we thank you for the cross. God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. And God, I ask you to continue to show up big in all of those who, um, people who are listening right now who are going through real things, God. We're talking about losing jobs. We're talking about some struggling with cancer. We're talking about miscarriage. We're talking about some real things going on in the world, God. And God, I just pray that you show up big. But God, I pray that they chase after you in this season. I pray that they press into you. And God, I pray that you shine the light onto that darkness. And God, that you just make things right. But God, we just thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast today. I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. I look to see you at one of our services at 930 or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Take care. God bless you.